Hello, Mama. So excited to be here with you in my blazing hot closet. I've been talking about it a lot lately because it's summer and the air conditioning, I don't think, comes in here. And uh, it's all good. <laughs> it's funny, though, like when you get ready to move, you know, because we're in the middle of a move. We, um, It's been a month since we closed escrow, but we still have probably a month and a half until we move in. Uh, we actually get the house in a couple weeks, though, so I'm really excited about that. But anyways, you start, you know, paying more and more attention to all the things you really don't like about your current place. And so there's things that, you know, were challenging before and things I didn't like, but it was like, no, this is just the reality. It's okay. I can, you know, suck it up because I'm so grateful. Like just the fact that I have a house, it's insane. God is so good, right? I have food. I never have to worry about, you know, food and shelter and clothes and, you know, so I have so much. So I could talk myself out of it and I, I still have that choice, but it's become more challenging because these things that, you know, were so, okay, I can get past that now are just like even more in my face. Cause I'm like, Oh, if it were just one month from now, then I wouldn't have to deal with this. <laughs> which is so silly. So I'm, I'm being challenged, uh, to stay present in this season and not, um, overly focus on the negative aspects of where we're living now, like having to record in the closet, which really is not a big deal, but uh, yeah, it's, you know, that, that's what I'm fighting this week. So I, uh, I don't know if any of you can relate, uh, pop in the Facebook group. Tell me if you have walked through this and know what that feels like. Uh, I'm just so expectant for what is to come. And in that expectation, it's uh, sometimes easy to not be present and not be grateful. So fighting against that, but I am grateful to be here. I am grateful to sit with you and it's going to be a great day today. We're going to dive into um, essentially the core of it is this idea of being present with our kids, but w with that can just come with, uh, let, let's define what that looks like because culture might say one thing, or we might feel pressure that being present means one thing, but it might mean a completely different thing in, um, the light of God's word and in view of, you know, from his kingdom. So we're going to go into all of that and where this, uh, concept we are talking about came from is from our Facebook group. I talk about it all the time, but this also came from someone that hopped in the Facebook group and they shared their struggle with what they're walking through. And so that's how this became an episode. Just So just make sure you're in that group. Make sure you're sharing your thoughts on what, what you need, what questions you have, and it can very well become another episode. So would love to see you over there. You can find the link in the show notes. You can search Morning Mama Collective on uh, Facebook, or you can uh, go to bit.ly bit.ly slash morning mama Facebook group. And even if you get Facebook just for this reason, I know a lot of people don't like Facebook for good reason, but even if it's just to join this group, I think it'd be worth it. Uh, just such amazing women coming together to uh, just go on this journey of healing with God. So would love to see you over there. Would love to hear your thoughts. And um, I'm excited to jump into today's episode. I think many of us can relate to this. So let's dive into how to stay present with our kids. What does that mean to stay present? What does that look like? And uh, we'll unpack that today. So let's go. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past 
craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. I'm so excited to share this with you today. This kind of was from a, a couple res, uh, couple responses of people that joined the Facebook group and what they're struggling with. And, you know, one mom had talked about she just struggles to be present with her kids all the time, like that, that she doesn't know how to be present all the time. And then I have a kind of a quote from another mom that I just thought was so relevant for where we're at in our culture and, um, I just just wanted to speak to it, and so I'm going to read it to you. Um, she said she struggles with mom guilt, which we've been doing a lot of talking about. Today's going to touch on that as well. And she says, some days I'm super engaged, and I do sensory tables, and I make messes, and there's some days where I don't feel like doing any of it at all. And I have a million things to do around the house, and we're always stuck at home because my husband has the car. So you can see like how this piles up, right? So she's talking about all these amazing things she do, does with her kids and sensory tables and making messes. And, but she feels this conflict of all of these things she has to do around the house. Um, and then, you know, I, I, the third point about being stuck at home, which we might touch on, but just the main point is just this idea of how do we be present with our kids while kind of uh, dealing with other things that we have to do in our lives. And what does it look like to be present? And is it okay if we feel not all the time like we want to do those things with our kids? And the first thing that I want to say to all of this is I I believe there's a lie at the core of some of these responses, especially um, when this mama is talking about struggling with mom guilt, because, you know, obviously there's some pain point there because she feels like she should be present, playing all the time, nonstop. She should always want to do it. She should uh, not worry about her home responsibilities unless, you know, the kid is sleeping and she should figure out how to manage it all, right? And so at the lot at the core of all of that, I believe is this lie that's prevalent in our culture today. And it's this lie that we should build our lives around our kids. Have you heard that in culture? Have you heard that sound come out that we should build our lives around our kids? And I don't believe this is God's word to us. I don't believe this is how he designed it. I do not believe we are made to build our lives around our kids. Now, I know that can be challenging. There's a lot of practicals that go into raising kids. And so uh, it can be so easy to slip into this mentality and this mindset. But here's what I believe the truth is. Our job is not to build our lives around our kids, but our job is to build our lives around God. You see the nuance there? Like you probably agree with the second statement. You're like, yeah, duh, I need to build my life around God. But I think subconsciously, a lot of times what's happening is when we have kids in our world, we end up building our lives around them. We feel like we need to be present with them all the time. We feel like we need to give them the best possible experiences that we need to to do the sensory tables all the time. We need to do the art all the time. We need to, to make messes with them all the time. We need to do all the projects and all the brain building activities and have the perfect toys and have the perfect things for them to go to. And oh, you feel the exhaustion, right? And none of those things are bad. I mean, Making messes with your kids is amazing. Yes. Yes, and amen to messes with your kids. However, 
If we are to expect ourselves to all day, every day, only do that where we're just making messes and doing sensory tables and if we ever don't want to do that or we ever like want to actually work on the house that we have to manage that we should feel guilty about that and and I think where this mindset comes in is culture has all of these ideas right now which are good about how to help your kids grow up healthy, how to help them build healthy brains. You know, it's, it's a lot about learning and right. So it's like all those, those brain building toys and all of the sensory uh, activities and how they need to make messes and they need to get dirty. And again, those things are very good, but we can't let them dictate our lives. We can't let them even dictate how we parent. We cannot let them become the forefront of what's happening because ultimately, if we were to build our lives around God, it's going to look different. And it's not just going to be about that. And so here's what it looks like to build our lives around God. And you can hopefully see some of the, the differences. So when we build our lives around God, that means that we follow his plan and his order for our priorities. And we talk about this all the time here, but God's priorities in this in this order is that God is number one in our lives, right? Our rela- relationship with God is number one. And with that also means that we are stewarding our own lives well, which means being healthy body, mind, and spirit. So as we put our relationship with God first, we are also taking responsibility and ownership of our lives to make sure we are healthy. And that comes number one. Now, that's not above God, but it's with God because that's what he calls us to. He created us, so we need to honor what he's given us. So that's number one. Number two comes our husbands, right? Not our kids next. Number two is our husbands. We need to make sure that we are um, putting that relationship right after our relationship with God. And then after that comes our kids. So this is, this is where the world has it a little reversed, right? So often we see that the kids come above all those other things, right? The kids' soccer games on a Sunday, so now we can't go to church. Uh, the kid is really busy, so we don't have time for date night. The kid is really important. We don't want to leave him, so how are we supposed to spend time on our marriage, right? You can see these these little shifts that start to happen when we build our lives around our kids. We, we start to neglect some of the other things that God says are more important than our children, and I know in our culture that can feel hard to embrace. We we have like such a deep affection for our kids and, and not just affection, but like this, this burden of like, we have got to raise them perfectly, right? We've got to do all the best things to get them to come out right. And so the, it comes with a weight to it. And so in this, when we build our lives around God, it's going to shift how we see our days and how we see what we're doing with our time and what we're doing with our kids. And so first of all, we got to get rid of that lie that we should build it around our kids. And we've got to start shifting into this other mindset that this is God's plan. Now, what does this look like? Okay. So first of all, I want to mention we absolutely need to invest in our kids. Like (laughs) we're not ignoring them. We're not, I'm not saying like, oh, don't worry about them. You know, they got themselves. They'll raise themselves. It's all good. No, we are absolutely responsible to raise them, to teach them, to help them learn and grow and, and be healthy humans. That is absolutely one of our most important jobs. But 
this doesn't, again, mean that we have to center our lives around them. So how do we, how do we do that? Like, how do we prioritize them, but not in front of these other things. And I do think it's going to look a little bit different for each family. I think, you know, depending on if you work or your spouse works or if you both work or, you know, if you have relatives close by, like what, what, there's so many different scenarios, right? That could happen. And I think also in different seasons, this can look different. It depends on the age of the kids. It depends on what, what you're doing at the time, what, what is going on then. And so there's, there's so many different ways that this can play out. But essentially what I want to teach you is that you can be present with your kids and do the housework and take care of your marriage and take care of your relationship with God. And now I've, I've kind of talked a lot recently or just overall about how to maintain that relationship with God, even with kids. And we've touched on that with marriage too. And so right now we're mostly going to kind of talk about what it looks like to care for your home and be present with your kids. But it's also going to touch on some other areas too, because also if we're expecting of ourselves that every day, our goal is to be um, every second, very present with our kids, making messes, doing sensory tables, doing all the things that we know is going to help them learn and grow. And and our expectation is that all day long we're doing that except for when they're sleeping at night or at nap time. And in those moments, our expectation of ourselves is we're going to keep the house spotless and do all the grocery shopping and, and make the meals and do all the cleaning and, and everything else that comes with managing a household. And so that, that only time for that is when they're sleeping. Then how are we going to end our days? We're going to go to bed so exhausted. We're going to go to bed super overwhelmed. We're going to feel like we don't have a life because we don't. <laughs> it's it's too much, right? And within that, we need to have energy for our relationship with God. That means we need to wake up early to be with him, but we're so exhausted. We can't wake up early, right? We need to make time for date night and for time with our spouse. And so if we're expecting this of ourselves, that we're going to do all of these things. And, you know, this can look different to these expectations. Maybe you're a working mom and you expect to, to work all the time. And then you, and then you feel guilt maybe because of that. And so you feel like any time that you have at home, you now need to be hyper present with your kids. And, you know, now you're doing the cleaning well they're sleeping and you're, you're then not even having a relationship with your husband because you're so exhausted and there's no time and you're just, you feel like you have to do it all. And I think that's one of the mindsets that's prevalent in our culture is that we have to do it all perfectly. We have to figure out how to perfectly do every single one of these roles and manage it all. And that, and with that, I think like the, the thing that trumps it more than others is that mom card that that's that mom card kind of weighs on all of it. Cause we got to do that perfectly. And that consumes so much. So apart from getting rid of this lie and, and working to build our lives around God instead of our kids, I want to just give you some super, super practicals of how to parent, of how to do your house and your kids, how to be present in both and what that can look like. Because I think it took me a while to figure this out. And so I imagine there's some other people that haven't figured this out either, because for a while I was doing what I was describing, where I just felt like I had to be present every second of every day, all the time, perfect, you know, right there. And I didn't feel even like I could hire childcare for a while because it wasn't working and I was just volunteering. And, you know, I felt like I needed to only clean during nap times and blah, 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 right? All these things I'm describing. And so I imagine maybe some of you are struggling with this or even this person that posted this in the Facebook group. I don't want to be present with my kids every day, all day. Like it's hard. And 
you know, before I get into the practicals, I first want to say, first of all, it is so normal to feel that way, to feel like you just don't want to be present today, to feel like it's just hard and you don't feel like it. And sometimes you have fun and sometimes you don't. And I think part of that is one, being a parent, as much as we love our kids and it's more than a job, it's also a job. Like, We can acknowledge that. It's hard work. It's some heavy lifting. It's a lot of tasks. So we can acknowledge that it's a job. And with any job, there are going to be days we do not want to do that job or certain things we don't want to do within that job. No matter how much we love the job, we are going to have seasons even sometimes where we don't want to do that job. Now, it doesn't mean we have to leave the job. It doesn't mean there's something wrong with us, that this is the wrong job for us, or that we are, we're just not good enough. It doesn't mean any of those things. It just, that's part of, of work is that it's going to be challenging at times. And that's part of how we grow too, is we have to push past those challenges. We have to get through it and we're going to always have to do things we don't want to do. And God's going to use that to grow us. And so it's okay if you don't feel like being present all the time. That is normal. You don't need to feel guilty about that. And in addition to that, it could be also a sign that things are not balanced. And I don't love the word balance because it's never going to be like, you know, like that scale where you see it's perfectly balanced 50-50, right? It's it's never going to be 50-50. It's going to be different percentages. So balance doesn't mean perfectly divided in half. It means that you have the life that God calls you to, to build it around him, right? So these priorities that are in place, which means you're taking care of yourself as well. That means you're taking care of your relationship with God as well. means you're taking care of your marriage as well. means you're taking care of your house as well. So, so it's not just about the kids and all the other things get the margins. And so it sounds like this mama might not be putting as, as much emphasis on the other parts of her life and the other relationships that are happening and that their kids are like the, the metric for if she's healthy or not. Like in her mind, it sounds like, and I think we can all do this. It sounds like if I am enjoying time with my kids and I'm present with them, that is the one indicator that I'm a good enough person that I am doing well. Can you see the flaw in that? And can you see how many of us can fall into that? That is not the metric. <laughs> that is not the metric at all. There, there's Maybe that's one of the metrics, but also not all the time, right? Like, but also how are you doing with God? Okay. How are you doing with your husband? Okay. How are you doing with your body, mind, and spirit health, right? How, how is your house? Like all of these things, they all come together. Okay. So this is, that's kind of some of the mindset stuff we need to shift in how we see motherhood and how we see ourselves through that lens and just keep going back to, to, to the building. Am I building my life around my kids or am I building my life around God? Am I using the measurement of being a good enough mom based on, you know, culture's expectations or am I using God's measurements of if I'm healthy and if I'm, if I'm thriving and we need to make sure constantly that we are in the, the world of building our lives around God and following those priorities. Okay, now we're going to get into the super practical. So what does it look like to, to not have to be present with your kids every second of the day while still being a good mom, right? And and part of this, because we're going to, again, talk kind of specifics a little bit about home, is a lot of times, and, you know, you can apply this to whatever area you want in motherhood. I know not every mom is responsible for the home, but some are. Some, it might be something else, right? So apply it to as you need. But ultimately, keeping up with our house that's, for me, 
I know. And again, this might fall into different areas for you. Maybe this falls under um, your own mental health is if you keep the house healthy, your mental health is better. But for me, especially it, it can be that, but it also for sure is my marriage. Like I know my husband values coming home from work to a clean house. And if it's out of control, it's really challenging for him to walk into that. And he, he comes home and he doesn't feel that peace and he can just feel the chaos as soon as he walks in the door. And so I know I have to prioritize that. I'm not always great at it, but I need to prioritize that because that's part of prioritizing my marriage. And so how do we do this? What does that look like? And so instead of every second that your child is awake, you're right there with them, making the mess with them, doing all these things. There's a few different options. So first of all, this is a, uh, I labeled this go back and forth. Okay. So you play with them. Okay. You go and you play and you make a mess and you have some fun. Right. And then after that, after a period of time, you leave them and go do a chore. Okay. And this is great, especially when they're really little and, you know, they can't necessarily like come help you with the chore. And we're going to talk about how to do that. But like, it's okay to leave them to play independently, even at a young age. And I know some, for some babies that can be challenging. It's hard for them at first to, to not just whine and cry the whole time. And so you might have to build up to this, right? You might have to do like a really quick task initially, but you're going to slowly add time as they get older, as they get used to it. Um, and, and even for someone, a kid that's super needy, like they are, this is good for them. Like they need to learn how to have that independence away from you. And so don't, don't feel like, you know, this isn't for you because I think this is good for every kid. And so, you know, and, and why I also talk about not just cleaning during naps. So once I kind of figured this out a little bit more, I have almost always seen my naps or my kids' naps as me time, as time that for me to do what I want to do, right? Not necessarily cleaning the house. Now there was a season where I was super into like figuring out how to take care of a home. And so I would like get excited about trying to clean things. <laughs> Sounds so silly. But I, you know, the first season, that's what I would do during nap because it excited me. I'd listen to a podcast and do some cleaning and that was great. And you know that, so, so that's great if you enjoy that. But you know, for the most part, it was my time. It was my time to take a nap. It was my time to read. It was my time, you know, now mostly it's my time to, to get some work done, which isn't always exactly what I want to do, but it is like a priority in my life that I have chosen to do. And so now I, I get to allocate that time towards that and not towards necessarily my house. And so I challenge you, like if, if naps right now are just like your, you know, do things for other people time, like take some of that back. Now, if that helps you, like if you are, you know, using these, these systems, I kind of teach you these, these new techniques of how to like get stuff done while your kids are awake and you still, you know, need that nap time to catch up. If that helps you, then great. Like this is all about doing what's going to give you rest, what's going to give you peace, what's going to help you feel productive. And so, you know, you've got to figure out what's, what's going to be best for you. But I just want you to shift your thinking a little bit and, and see, you know, even especially like on the weekends, see that nap time as yours. Like that is your chance to get a break. That's like literally what keeps me sane is I have three times a day I get to be by myself or at least like with my husband, like I guess essentially away from children three times a day. 
And that's in the morning when I wake up early before my kids and I have time with God. That's at nap time when I get a break from them and I get to to work or relax or whatever it's going to look like that day. And then at night after my kids go to bed and I have time away from them, I don't co-sleep because they need to go and get in their beds and I need some alone time. And without that structure, I would, I wouldn't be here talking to you. Oh, that's, I just need that. And any day that I like even miss that nap time, like if we're out a little bit too long, having fun, you know, so it's like worth it, but I get back and I miss a nap time and oh, it's, it's a strain on me. It's a challenge. Now, I know not all of you have nap time. I I guess I should speak to that for a minute, but this, that can also be, I'm sure you've heard of it, but like independent playtime, you know, because if your kid is not in school yet, then independent playtime is a great option. So they are, you know, they don't have to sleep, but they are going to be away in their own spot for a period of time, an hour to two hours, usually, you know, yeah, I've heard people go up to two hours and they're going to be independent playing, quietly playing. You get that time. So I think you get my concept of naps, how you can shift that. So here's how you do, you maintain the house and you do the things you need to do while your kids are awake. So go back and forth, right? So you can play the kids and then go do a chore and then come back and play and then go do a chore, right? So you're still investing in your kids. You're still being present with them. You're still loving on them, but you're also fulfilling your other responsibilities. That is not a bad thing. You do not need to feel guilty about that. That's great. Now, another option is you're going to play for a time. And, you know, when I talk about playing for a time, you know, it depends on, again, the age of your kids. But for me, sometimes it depends on the day. But sometimes I still use a timer for myself so that I can stay present with my kids. So if I know that there's some tasks that I need to go do and I'm about to get them done, but I want to invest a little bit of play time in them first, sometimes I'll set a timer for like 20, 30, you know, whatever minutes. And that way I know (laughs) I don't have to keep checking my phone to see what time it is. I uh, don't, you know, leave early because I'm like, I just want to get it done. Right. And so I wait it helps me just stay focused and in the moment with my kids. And it sounds so kind of silly and corny, but it really does help. And so I wait for that timer to go off before I leave. And then, you know, sometimes I'll, it'll go off and I'll like kind of finish the game we're playing before I leave, but it just really helps me stay present. So something you might want to try, but I'll, you know, play with them for a while. And then you can say, Hey, I'm going to go do laundry. Can you come help me? And what I love about this is it can be an option for them. So they can either choose to play independently or they can choose to come along and help you. And I think depending on their age is what, you know, what it's going to be. My three-year-old loves to do laundry. It's like one of his favorite things. He gets so stoked on it. And he actually is at the age where he's actually helpful. So he will go and collect the laundry baskets from both him and his sister's rooms. He'll pick up any stray socks on the ground that might have missed the basket, whatever it is. And he will bring it all over to the laundry, the, the wash machine, and he'll put it all in the wash machine. And then we together will start it up. And, you know, I usually have to transfer it because we have like a deep big old deep wash machine he can't reach down into, but he can help me transfer it. And then afterwards, when we go to fold it, he loves turning things uh, right side out. And so he can be such a big help. And this is, I think, where we miss it so often is that 
these moments of doing chores actually have the capacity for teaching and for connection. So when I'm helping, my, my, my three-year-old's helping me do the laundry, one, he's learning how to do the laundry, so hopefully by the time he's, you know, I don't know how tall he has to be to really reach inside, but, you know, what once he's tall enough, seven, eight, I don't know what it happens, <laughs> he can do laundry on his own, right? He's going to be capable of that. But also, we're connecting, right? He's He loves to get to help mommy. He loves to get to spend that time with me. We, you know, we can joke and play during that, but we're also being productive when we're doing something together. You can do the same thing with cleaning, right? Give your kids a spray bottle and a rag. Uh, maybe you just put water in it or maybe put like some, you know, um, or non-toxic cleaning spray, like whatever, whatever it is. And, you know, you go and together you try and clean the bathroom, right? And it's okay if they're not doing a great job, they still get to be with you. You're still getting it done. They're watching you and they're learning from you. You know, depending on their age, you can start teaching them how to do it correctly, right? And so this is such an important part of parenting that I think we miss sometimes in our current culture where it feels like, all they're supposed to be doing is playing and they need all these certain kinds of toys and all of this, uh, you know, unregulated space, right? But often just doing the day-to-day things with each other is one of the best things for their brain and for their life and for, for who they need to become <laughs> as they grow up. And you know, one of the biggest places I've learned this is from Chelsea Joe. Uh, if you haven't heard me talk about her, she runs the Systemize Your Life podcast. She's amazing. Highly recommend her if you want to kind of dig more into this idea of how to get your kids to help with chores. But I just think this is such a great idea that I, for a, a long time as a mom, didn't realize. So I know there's there's so many more ways we could talk about this, how to uh, make sure we're building our lives around God and not our kids. But I hope this has given you a couple of practicals to just to start thinking what this could look like in your life. What what things are you putting your kids above God, above your husband, above your house, above yourself, right? How can you sh- shift things so that you can begin to build your life around God. And so I hope that that gives you some inspiration. Let me just pray for you. God, I just thank you for your plan for flourishing for us. God, I thank you that you've been so clear about how we need to live our lives, God. And so we don't have to get wrapped up in the mindsets of culture, God, but we can just stand confidently in your word, God, and that we can invest in our kids by doing the things that they need to learn anyways, that we we don't have to just invest in these specific ways, God, but we also need to invest in them by showing them what it looks like to build our life around God. God, that, that they can look at our lives and see how to do that. So when they grow up, they can go and do that, Lord. And so we just thank you for that. We thank you for your plan. I just pray for every mama that's trying to figure this out. God, I pray for wisdom for her, for her own specific life. How, how is she going to make this work in her life? What shifts does she need to make to, to step fully into this, God? And I just pray for any of the lies of mom guilt and feeling like we're not good enough just to fall away, God, and that your truth would ring clear above it all. We just thank you for that truth that we can stand firm on. You are so good, God, and we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you, Mama. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. 
Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you. Mama.